Hello, good people. Welcome to The Chris Stefanik Show, the show that helps you find the joy that God made you for in the midst of everyday life. Don't miss us every week as we dive into real issues with real people and answer real questions. God bless you. Brothers and sisters, thanks so much for being with us. Really excited by tonight's show. We have a, a, a guest who's got an incredible conversion story and an amazing mission to help people find themselves and the Lord through the experience of nature. Thanks for being with us. You know, a lot of people will tell you, I don't need to go to church. Nature is my church, which is usually code for nowhere is my church. <laughs> and people falsely pit nature and church against each other like you're supposed to pick one. Right? What a cop-out. You know, the saints who, who really experienced a, a profound love for nature, saints like St. Francis of Assisi, you know, if you've seen the Canticle of the Sun, you got to Google Canticle of the Sun. It's this beautiful prayer that he wrote where he refers to the, to the sun as, as brother sun, to the moon as sister moon. I mean, it's like a hippie poem almost, right? Uh, he didn't say, well, therefore I'm done. I found nature as my church. No, no, no. He wrote this about the Blessed Sacrament. Above everything else, I want this most holy sacrament to be honored and venerated and reserved in places which are richly ornamented. St. Francis loved nature even more. If you read through his writings, he loved our Lord and the Blessed Sacrament. How did these things tie together? For the Christian in really obvious ways. Everything we see in nature is, is a painting that shows us the face of God, that pushes us to the experience of church. You go into church and you get the God in a very direct way that all of nature points to. And guess what? When you experience him there, you go back into nature and you can appreciate it as a gift, which is the way we're supposed to experience nature. Not just as randomly assorted molecules that the universe belched and there you have a pretty mountain. <laughs> no, it's a gift from the God who loves us. Both these things bolster one another. So I have a, a woman with me tonight whose mission is to help people see and experience the full beauty of creation. Ashley Pishi. thanks for being here. Thank you so much, I, I have been really excited to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, I've been excited to talk to you, not just because the, the mission uh, that you're overseeing at Creacio is really... I, I'm, I'm a little afraid for you guys because when people hear how cool this is, I hope you're ready for the request to join you on trips. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Their trips are mind-blowing and affordable, like mind-blowingly affordable too. Uh, but I've been excited to talk to you too because I had the joy of, I, I love going to Easter Vigil. I love going to the Easter Vigil Mass. If you haven't been to one, go to one. Uh, it, they do all seven readings. They go through salvation history. And during the Easter Vigil Mass, new... Uh, Adult baby Christians come into the church, they're baptized, and to watch you come in, and to see your beautiful family in church every Sunday, and I thought, what is her story? Yeah. So before, I, before we dive into the, the cool things you're doing now for the church within two years of converting, <laughs> I want to hear the cool things that God, the great things that God did for you. Yeah. So what got you, what, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you for asking, um, and I, I shared with you before, it's, it's, I haven't really told this story a lot, so I am a new Catholic. I uh, was baptized three years ago and did not grow up with any sort of religion growing up, so it was very new for me to join the church. Um, and, and Did you have any, was there any like sense of God at all or just no uh, practice of religion? Uh, a little bit of a sense of God more, so uh, maybe a sense that there was a truth, there was a singular truth, and so I was interested in philosophy growing up and loved to read C.S. Lewis, wow. um, and so was you know aware of 
the notion that there was truth, uh, but not, wow. not, not much deeper than that. So, um, What a yeah. cool prep for the gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the early Christian fathers, I think it was Justin Martyr, he called the, the philosophers of old, he called them prophets. Because mm. they, they, they weren't Old Testament prophets, but he said they testified to the truth. So right. they prepared the way for he who is the truth, for right. Jesus. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so you had this general love for truth, didn't mm -hmm. go to church. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's, when I think back, uh, it's been, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm actually am very deep in my conversion still. Um, but when mm. I look back uh, over my conversion and my life, um, I'm starting to see more where God was working, right? Where God uh, kind of gave graces. And I think the story that, that most clearly kind of maps my path to the church is this overarching, or this kind of arc of, of suffering throughout my life and, and wow. having curiosity around what does it mean and how do I suffer well? Um, and uh, just yeah, looking for meaning and, and hope wow. in a situation where it was hard to see it. Um, and it. And it goes back to when I was a kid. So I... Uh, I had um, a very strong relationship with my father. Yeah. My parents were separated when I was a kid, um, when I was about eight or nine years old. And then my father, um, at that point, started to exhibit mental health issues mm. um, that I was concerned about. So as a middle schooler, I would visit him on my own, um, and we started becoming really close. And he would um, tell me about what he was suffering from, suffering with. Um, and looking back, we, we think it was a combination um, of, of schizophrenia, oh, um, manic-depressive, and, and also um, being psychopathic. So, so oh. a lot of things mixed into one. Um, so there's the, the real pain of your childhood is, is through that. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it was interesting because I was able to develop a deep relationship with him, but he, he did have those symptoms of, of um, uh, kind of being psychopathic, where you have that lack of empathy or, and highly manipulative. So mm. I would see kind of both sides, which was interesting. Um, but when I was 11, so in middle school was the first time that he told me that he was considering suicide mm. and that I was the person that um, was responsible for helping him through it. Right. So mm. that's a little bit of looking back now, a little bit of psychological. Oh, I can literally feel the, uh, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. the hundred pound, thousand pound weight on a little kid. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I took it on. I mean, I love my father. Um, and believed him, right? So I think uh, my middle school and high school are all kind of reflective of that, mm. me trying to take on that responsibility. Wow. Um, so in high school, I moved in with him voluntarily. It was just me and him um, every day. And, and yeah, I could sense his different states um, by little things like how the pancakes tasted that day or you know, how he was acting wow. and nobody else can sense it. Um, so I became very good at, at kind of sensing Reading your dad other, my dad, for sure, but even other people's um, kind of mental states because it was survival, because I, I knew if it was a bad day, I had to do certain wow. things. And um, if it was a good day, I wanted to be there to support him. Um, and I also took on a lot of responsibility in terms of um, just representing the family, right? To say, oh, yeah. like, if I achieve and if I, if I do this well, then it means that we're all okay. And I just want everything to be okay. So that was oh, the weight. my childhood, yeah. Um, so yeah. so, so you, you, were you reflecting through this on what's the meaning of my current suffering? Yes. And, and how so, to process it. That's a fascinating thing because most, most young people experience suffering and then retreat from the mm -hmm. whole, they, they don't want to even look at the fact that it's happening. Yep. They look to escape, so they look to drugs, to mm -hmm. alcohol, and here you are uh, philosophizing about that. That's <laughs> yes. incredible. That's incredible. To. And I would say... It's a grace. It, it was for sure. Um, and really more so uh, kind of had a lot of curiosity and trying to, to look to philosophy 
later in my life as I was, I was dealing with it when I was older. Um, mm. and, and when I was younger, it was, it was a little bit of uh, kind of running away from it where it's like, I'm just going to focus on, you know, getting straight A's or I'm going to focus on um, okay, that was the just doing, yeah, doing yeah. something, focusing on something else that right. I can control. Yeah. Yep. Um, so all that to be said, uh, when I left for college, my father was arrested and he went to prison for fraud. So he had this, you know, highly manipulative uh, personality. Mm. Um, and I, we didn't know where he was for a while um, and then figured that out. And then when he was released, he essentially uh, didn't talk to me anymore. So we didn't have a relationship anymore. Mm. And that lasted for about 10 years. Um, wow. And that was very difficult. So that separation was very difficult. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and at first I was reaching out and then it was just a lot of resentment. So eventually I gave up as well. Um, wow. During that time I got married. And so I, I remember one conversation that we had was I was just begging him to come to the wedding because I wanted him to come and he didn't want to come. And that was very painful. Mm. So just a really painful oh, time, yeah. like decade yeah. after yeah. Um, when I graduated college till I was about 30, um, about 32. And then um, this is the, the kind of the biggest um, example of, of grace that I, that I see when I look back on my life is that um, I had, so during that time I got married, had children. Yeah, praise God. Beautiful kids, and, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Um, and one day I felt the urge to forgive my father, right? So I had all this resentment built up and, and oh. had given up on the relationship, um, but had an urge to forgive. And so I wrote a letter um, forgiving him and then also asking for forgiveness. Wow. Um, and then explaining to him that I, I needed his help and support. Um, we had a, a pretty difficult time um, as we were trying to get pregnant and also with a pretty traumatic childbirth as well. Yeah. Um, and so I shared that with him and said, you know, I'd love for you to be in my children's life and um, just let me know what you need. Um, what, what, what freedom to forgive. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. I, I recently heard that resentment is when you want someone else to take away your pain mm -hmm. and they either won't or can't. Yep. And then you hold on to that expectation mm -hmm. and the, the, it's just, it just it's self-destructive. Right. And then, then the forgiveness isn't, I'm going to forget everything that you have done that can hurt me. Mm -hmm. um, you can still have healthy boundaries, but it's saying, I'm releasing I'm releasing that expectation. That's right. Yeah. And it's just, you can move on with your life at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Praise the Lord. And I had no, what? I mean, it wasn't from me. Like I, I did not know that forgiveness had that kind of power. <laughs> so, mm. uh, that like, literally like I'm, I'm looking through your life thinking there's, there's the grace of Jesus yeah. in seeking meaning and suffering mm -hmm. in seeking forgiveness. I mean, these are things that are like well-formed Christians mm -hmm. who hear the words of our Lord start doing, mm -hmm. and he's just leading you in the quiet, in the background. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. Can, I want to hear, he's, <laughs> he's reeling you in here. Yes, for sure. Um, and that was the first time also that I, uh, and so my father did not respond, right? So he still was not responding, Yeah. but I felt different, right? Because I felt that it, um, that the situation couldn't hurt me as much. I, I felt some more peace um, and like changing my orientation to the to the situation helped me to see it more right, clearly. Right. So like this is a, a person who's hurting, suffering. Um, how can I help? Praise right. God. Instead of instead of yeah. having the negative. Um, and real kind of real quick, um, if you're watching, you want to text in questions seven two zero six five zero zero one zero zero. All right. So what what brings you from this this pain mm -hmm. to this new person I'm watching coming to the church with her family on yep. Easter Sunday a couple of years ago? Yep. Yep. Um, so, uh, so went through that kind of, you know, precursor to conversion, yeah. learned a lot about what it means to forgive and, and was thinking, wow, this is, this is actually powerful. I've heard that it, it could be something, but this is actually, this has changed me. Mighty. Um, 
and um, so got more curious about, about the church because of that. My husband um, was born Catholic, but we weren't practicing. Um, the experience of forgiveness made you interested in Christianity. Mm -hmm. So you would, wh why? Because it felt like there was something to it, right? Because I felt so much better, and I felt peace that I hadn't felt before. So um, you knew you were practicing like a, a profoundly Christian command of mm -hmm, Jesus, and mm -hmm. you're like, huh. That kind of does something. <laughs> something good for me. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's so cool. And so I've 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 heard a lot of conversion stories. Yeah, that's really unique. Oh, that's that's nice. To Seriously, hear. like yeah. I I I started following Jesus without really intending to, and it worked well. So I'm gonna keep doing this. Yeah. So let's see what else. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Lord's says. just happened to be that's that's our that's our home parish. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be the closest. That's right. We live two blocks away, and so <laughs> just cool. walked in, and and I think uh, awesome. the pastor there, Father Brian, has a gift for speaking to people yeah. um, who are outside of the church. And so we became friends with him, um, went through RSA just out of my curiosity, wasn't planning to join the church. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, through RCIA, uh, actually during that time, so that's my father started reaching back out when I was going through RCIA. Mm. Um, and he was reaching out to, to ask for money. He was struggling financially. Um, and so I wanted to invite him again into my life to say like, hey, come visit, we'll wow. come out and visit you. Wow. What do you need? Um, wasn't engaging, and so I, I was spending a lot of time while going through RCA trying to think through like, how can I help? How can I yeah. help my father? I don't, I don't know how to do this. How do I love? Um, so learning about God's love during this time was really helpful. Um, and uh, and that, yeah, so was working through that during RCA. Towards the end, decided that this is this is powerful enough that I, I think I believe in it. <laughs> um, so made the decision to to become to join the church. Um, Praise to be baptized, Lord. I was... High five. Okay, how, 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 is, um, how is life different for you now? How, how, yeah. You know, when, when you get baptized, mm -hmm. does, what's it feel like yeah. after as, as yes. opposed to before? Yes, this is the second time where I did something that, you know, I knew was... I, I, I believed in it, right? Yeah. But I didn't know it would feel so different. Yeah. Um, so after being baptized, I had another period of my life where I felt a kind of peace that I did not know existed. Um, wow. That, that was really shocking to me to say like, oh my gosh, like this is another very clear sign that I can't ignore, that this is, this is real. Um, and then two months after I was baptized, actually, my father did commit suicide. Mm, so I'm so sorry. Yeah. The last, um, thank you, the last conversation I had with him, he, um, he said some pretty cruel things and, and blamed me for his impending suicide. And then the last known conversation mm. that we know of with one of his friends, he said the same thing. Um, so mm. we had a very, you know, deep and, and complicated relationship that he, um, yeah, mm. that he spoke about in his last moments. Uh, What's your dad's first name? Lester. Lester, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm be praying for Lester's soul. That's great. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And yeah, I'd ask you guys that. who are watching, we've got thousands of people watching, offer up a prayer for, for Lester's soul and for the healing of the whole family. Um, I'm That's so amazing. sorry. And, and I praise God that he, that God gave you the grace of that peace Mm -hmm. To handle that suffering, mm -hmm. that's incredible. And the timing of it was was incredible. And I, and I love here. Like I had, I have one friend who who was baptized, and, and like I, I was baptized as a baby, mm -hmm. so uh, spoiled in some ways. In other ways, I didn't get that experience. But one of my buddies who was baptized is like, when I came out of the waters, like I didn't expect this to happen, but everything looked different. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, anyone in Christ yep. is a new creation. There's just like, it is, it is a bit shocking. I, I remember I was like crying profusely when I when I came out of the water because I, I just. Yeah, it's it's That's an amazing incredible. experience. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I'm of really course, uh, yeah. we're honored honored by your story here. Of course. Especially since it's one of the first times you ever shared it and uh, a lot of people are, are watching that's right. share that. So that's <laughs> yep. incredible. Okay, so then when the two years 
-hmm. of being baptized, mm -hmm. you're on a mission now. Yes. And I love this. It's from the website of Creatio, C-R-E-A-T-I-O, Creatio.org. Mm -hmm. uh, That's right. Creatio.org. Yeah. Our mission is to guide all people to encounter the beauty of creation. Period. Full stop. Right there. That's right. To encounter the beauty of creation. And I think you're kind of trusting that, you know, when they do that, creation is going to tell them about Jesus. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. that, that's incredible. All right. Tell us, give us an overview of that organization. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so stoked about this. It's, really it's amazing. And it's been a blessing for me, too. I, I, I feel like it's pushed me deeper into my own conversion and, and mm. healing, um, working for an apostolate. So I was, really? I was always mission-driven. I worked in education prior to this. Um, and during my conversion, recognized that you know, I couldn't educate myself out of, out of my suffering, but the truth did save me, right? So I want to wow. share that with people now. Um, and so I was looking for, for ways to, to work for the church um, and wow. found Creatio, which is amazing. So um, my husband and I moved to Colorado about seven years ago because yep. we're snowboarders. We love the outdoors. Um, that also is a part of my conversion story, just feeling peace um, in the mountains. Awesome. Um, awesome. And so at Creatio, we do, um, yeah, we do facilitate that encounter with uh, creation, um, and then through that, the creator as well. Beautiful. Um, and so we have a quote that, that I'll read um, yeah, that kind it. of guides all of our work um, from Wisdom of Solomon 13.5. From, from the greatness of beauty, or from the greatness and beauty of created things, comes a corresponding perception of their creator. And so our hope is that mm. we can... Say that, one, say that one more time. Sure. <laughs> a little slower, because I love chewing on this stuff. It's like, you get, you get a glass of wine, you want to smell it for a second. <laughs> Go ahead, do that again. From the greatness and beauty of created things comes a corresponding perception of their creator. Beautiful. Right. So that is that is our hope. We are fully focused on evangelization. Um, and we do that by our, we lead experiences, primarily for young adults. Um, so 18 to 35 is kind of our target zone. Okay. And our experiences are built around the transcendental. So we talk a lot about beauty, truth, and goodness. Mm. Um so we facilitate an encounter with, with beauty. So whether we're running a mission trip, um, right now we're running mission trips to Costa Rica and Galapagos, beautiful areas, um, real so encounters cool. with beauty, right? Really? Um, okay, do, so you're doing service to the poor in, in a location like the Galapagos Islands. That's right. That's so cool, Yeah, so we do service and we also do adventure. So we do backcountry um, uh, skiing trips and backcountry back, uh, backpacking. We do Alaska trips. That's we incredible. We also do pilgrimages. So any way we can um, kind of get young people to, to disconnect from you know, mm. phones and computers and day-to-day -day life yeah. and connect with the reality of creation. And I'm going to guess you're getting a, a, good, a good amount of um, I'm, I'm, people who come know it's a Catholic organization, mm -hmm. right? And you're going to get a lot of people who are already really devout, too, because mm -hmm. none of us moves beyond needing to fall in love with That's the right. Lord. Right. And frankly, needing to disconnect. Yes. Uh, I love how you said transcendentals, truth, beauty, goodness, mm -hmm. the connection there to nature. Mm -hmm. That's right. So we, um, yeah, and actually, so right now, most of our participants are Catholics. As, uh, we grow by word of mouth. So we, most of our, um, mm. uh, uh, the reviews that we get after trips talk a lot about how, yeah. you know, feeling that conversion uh, through that connection to reality and then connection with other people, whether it's the other yeah. participants or the people that you're serving if you're on a mission trip. Um, and then that, we also, our trips are also difficult. And so we do real mission. We're like building things, That's digging awesome. trenches. We go on pilgrimages that are, that are tough. We go backpacking for, you know, days on end, and that's, that's fun, but it's oh, also yeah. uncomfortable. <clears throat> that's good um, for the soul. That's right. So we push people kind of to their physical limits and yeah. also provide that community and, and provide that silence and Gorgeous. space for reflection. Um, so we get a lot of referrals from word of mouth. We don't have a big marketing campaign, but 
But um, you're, you're keeping busy, I'm sure, because it's so cool. We have cool. a lot of people who are interested. Yeah. Uh, I got a good question that came in. Did you find it difficult to enter the Catholic Church at a time when it seems so many are leaving? Someone just texted yeah. that question in. Yeah, um, that was interesting. I had to think about that and work through that for sure. Um, but I, I think I am, I am driven by, um, I'm just drawn to love, mm. right? So the story of my father, I, I, I was searching for how to love. Um, I think through my conversion, I've, I've learned how to receive God's love mm. um, more fully, which has been beautiful. Um, and, and now I'm working on, you know, continuing to receive that. And also, how do you, how do you love others? How do you reflect that um, with others? Um, so in coming into the church, um, I'm very kind of relationship people, mm. like love-based and recognize that the church is built, um, that, that it's made of people, right? More so the messiness didn't, didn't stop you? No. Because it's made of people, duh. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is, uh, I love hearing it from, from a, a person who's new to this. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people have been in it for a long time. They go, mm-hmm. it's made of people and they stink, so I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the person who just come in, it's like, of course it's made of people and of course they stink. Right. Often. Yes. Yeah. But there's that aspect of the love of God. For sure. Well, I, one of my old friends who I got to be is Godfather, a great honor in my life. Mm. Uh, after many late nights talking to him about the faith, he said, he said, I don't know if there's a God, but if there is, he's a Catholic. Right? It's yep. like because I, I just because you're saying that the love that you describe him as, mm-hmm. I can't imagine anything else. That's right. Um, praise God. Okay, so you're experiencing conversion experiences, people's mm-hmm. eyes being open. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really am convinced one of the biggest problems, biggest obstacles to faith, isn't scandal in the church mm-hmm. or intellectual problems with it. It's the fact that people aren't even getting to the point where they're asking big questions. Right. Because. Yes, it's easy to just just scroll your life it. away. Exactly. Man. Yeah. Um, are are you seeing? Uh, to tell us lo- the ways that you're seeing people's lives change through this. Yeah. So we, and again, we, we and, target. And I'm going to combo it with this question. I'm sorry yes. to cut you off. Go ahead. How is working for curiosity help you grow in your own faith? So I want to. Yeah. How, how are you seeing people's lives change, and how is your own faith changing and yeah. deepening through this? Yeah. Go ahead. That's great. So um, and seeing other people's lives change, I think, um, really facilitating this this encounter with authenticity, which you, which mm-hmm. you it's hard to find. Um, yeah. On social media or kind of our day-to-day lives, especially for this generation, yeah. 18 to 35, that's that's kind of grown with this distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, we find that um, yes, providing the environment uh, for that silence and reflection, and then our, so we have a, a group of missionaries um, who are trained as certified outdoor guides, and we spend a lot of time with our missionaries. Um, you know, and they spend a lot of time learning how to listen, right? Learning how to listen. Wow. Going deeper in their own conversions, so they can recognize that in other people. So we create an environment that's comfortable to have those deeper conversations, wow. um, and that facilitates the the conversion experience that we we hear from our participants, and then why we have such a, a, a great referral. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're raising a, record. A, an army of contemplatives, mm-hmm. right? That's right. There's, the, there's a true missionary. taking time to think. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I think of great missionaries throughout the history of the church. John Paul II. I mean, the guy, the guy who spent so much time in prayer. He wasn't just out there talking and blabbing mm-hmm, to people. Mm-hmm. He knew what to say because he listened to people. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, again, this is one of those things that I'm afraid to throw out there because I'm afraid of you guys being inundated as a <laughs> young organization. So you want to go on a, on one of these trips? Mm-hmm. Go to creatio.org. That's right. Uh, you want to become a missionary because what you just said, yes. I'm going to guarantee you, there's like like a thousand people who are like. That's a cool way to spend a summer or a year or whatever it is as a missionary. Yeah, it's amazing. An outdoor nature missionary. What does that look mm-hmm. like, and how does how do people apply? Yeah, so it's hard work, um, but we have an amazing team of of young people um, right now from 21 to 30 who are really interested, are just passionate about evangelization and and building relationships with the people mm-hmm. that we encounter. Um, and you can we're taking applications right now actually for their next missionary guide class through June. Awesome. Um, so. 
you can visit our website. We have a video about what it means to be a missionary guide um, and apply. There's no, you receive training. So we get, you know, outdoor, um, you know, certifications and, and avalanche training, all this kind of stuff. We, we pay for that. Wow. Um, so as long as you are on fire for um, evangelizing this next generation of, of young adults that's coming up. Praise um, God. Uh, yeah, we're happy to have you on the team. Praise God. Okay, so I started by, by talking about the whole nature church thing. Yes. Uh, what, what do you say to people when they say, well, nature is my church? Or are they, they uh, appropriate Christian terms and mm -hmm. concepts mm -hmm. and then uh, naturify them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where, I'm sure you've heard this so many times. You're like, you know, the universe. It's like, dude, look at, look at COVID. The universe doesn't care about you. Right. You know, but, if you're, <laughs> but if you're applying uh, you know, personalistic ideas about the universe willing things and taking care of you, what you mean is God. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's hard to break through sometimes when people are talking that way because mm -hmm. you get, once you say God, it's like, oh, that demands a lot of things of me, and I'd rather right. not go there. Yeah. Uh, did you struggle with that yourself? And, and what do you what do you say to people when they talk about nature is my church? Yeah, so that's that's a good question. We actually are in uh, we're starting uh, a push um, as an organization to to go deeper in evangelization, right? So I mentioned that mm -hmm. we do uh, a lot of our participants, about eighty percent, are Catholics or former Catholics. And we want to start speaking to a broader audience of people okay. um, and start to reach out to those folks who are drawn to nature but don't know why, right? So mm. people who are... Just like you were drawn to truth but didn't know why. That's right. Drawn to forgiveness. Like, why am I... Why, why yeah. do I want to... Oh, it's fantastic. Why is this bringing me some kind of peace and, and what's the kind of deeper meaning to it? Um, so we're actually in the process of, um, of think, uh, yeah, kind of revising our messaging and language to say, um, uh, you know, there, there are virtues, there are values. There, this is, you know, we are drawn to nature. This is authentic. Um, and this is why, like, this is the next step down, right? Mm. So we see ourselves, we want to be competing with, with, with REI or with yoga retreats or with, you know, other things that people are looking to, yes. to, to ask questions, um, and say, Hey, we have a, we have an answer. Um, and, and we're, we're welcoming and, and non-judgmental come talk with us. Um, and starting on that kind of like virtues mm. and values level and then going deeper in the conversation from there. I, uh, I, yeah. And I, I love leaning into that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of people would look at you know where the world's coming from. And just the first gut response is frustration, and here's what here you're wrong. Mm -hmm. But instead, to say we have a better answer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I, we want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, we we right? we love to talk. Yes, to experience nature as a gift of someone who loves you mm -hmm. is actually a better answer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than just go learn how to survive in nature. That's right. Uh, tell me, we have only three and a half minutes left, thing, and I wish we had two hours. Um, so you mentioned those transcendentals, mm -hmm. and sometimes it breathes over words like that. Yeah. Uh, pretend I've never heard the word transcendental before. Yes. What is the significance of truth, beauty, and goodness? Oh, that's a hard question for a baby Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> but you might give a better answer. I don't know. We'll see. That, we'll see. That the average dude, because honestly, most of us, we're not, we're not all that well-formed. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yep. That's right. I'll, I'll, that's right. I'll show you my hand here. Like, well, we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, really... Um, you, you might bring a, a perspective that's unique, yep. it, it, precisely because this is this is new to your, your eyes a lot. That's of this right. Stuff. So what? That's right. How would you describe it to people? Um, I think these are the three. You know, these are actually for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was like the common ground that I found with the Catholic Church, right? So it's I, I mentioned I, I was on truth. a kind of crusade for truth to say like I think right. I feel there is a truth. Like I, I'm curious about that. I want to I want to look into that. Um, I was drawn to beauty. I, I moved to Colorado and felt peace in the mountains. Mm. Um, and I'm driven now by this, by wanting to share, you know, what I found with others and seeing the good in things, right? Like even when I look back at my own story, it's, it's mm. right now when I look at it, I'm, I'm 
like preoccupied with finding God's grace within that story, like the goodness Praise in that, God. instead of focusing on the negative, right? So, um, yeah, I think I've felt personally that those are, um, yeah, the three, you know, things we have that Catholic Church speaks about that that um, can very easily anybody can see as part of the human condition, right? Like mm. the the essence of being um, mm. that we all share, yeah. whether you come from a long, you know, history of, of being catechized or not, it's, it's, it's something that we can all kind of relate to. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and you come into the church and you see just a, a greater fullness of those things. Mm -hmm. that's I, right. I love thinking about truth, being and goodness as God's, the fingerprints that God left on the created universe. Yeah. You know, and when, you're, when you open yourself up to that, to that world all around you, well, you find fingerprints of the maker. That's right. So, uh, my gosh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm stoked to have you on. I'm so energized by hearing about people's convergence stories. And again, I've been wondering what yours was since that Easter vigil two years ago. Yeah. And uh, and so energized just talking about new missions that are happening in the church. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is so cool. Yeah, we and are. And so important. And you really yeah. lucked out on uh, really like you're the executive director of one of the one of the most exciting new apostolates out there. So creatio.org. Yep. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> C r e a t i o. That's right. Dot org. Yep. And uh, I want to I want to close with this. This is from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and it quotes, this Catechism is number 32, and it quotes, by the way, Catechism is awesome. Yeah. Isn't it? It's beautiful. It is. It's really simple mm -hmm. and profound. And uh, it quotes St. Augustine, you know, what, the 400s, and contemplating creation. He had a beautiful conversion experience, and he said, mm -hmm. question the beauty of the earth, question the beauty of the sea, question the beauty of the air, distending and diffusing itself, question the beauty of the sky, question all these realities, all respond, see, we are beautiful. Their beauty is a profession. These beauties are subject to change. Who made them if not the beautiful one who's not subject to change? So thanks for bringing this to mind. Mm -hmm. Guys, question the beauty all around you. And as you experience truth, beauty, and goodness, question where these things came from and where they're leading. Thanks for watching. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank, thank you, you for sharing your story and your passion and the new mission you got. Yes. God bless you. you. We'll see you next week. Man, wasn't that great? Listen, if you don't want to be happy, be sure not to subscribe. But if you want a more joyful life, the kind of life that God created you for, the kind of life Jesus promised when he said, I came to give you life to the full, then make sure you hit subscribe and share this channel with everybody you know.